hot jam. Oh, hey, congrats, by the way. This The podcast is amazing. Thanks, bro. Thank you, I didn't even say congratulations, bro. Thank I love you, bro. it. I love it. To have. Uh, are we recording? You can extend it, too. Are we recording right now? Uh, I, I just have it recording already, just in general. Like, we won't. We we won't post it. Okay, let's yeah. say like she yeah. watches this and she's like, hold oh, no. on. Yeah, no, big, no, no. We don't post well, personal things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, if he does watch it, that's a. Good thing. Oh wait, oh, you're right. That's a good thing, dude. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, that part I'm not putting that in there. Yeah. That's going <laughs> so when people think about going into therapy, do yeah. they actually? Do they have something about themselves that they have targeted or do they go in there unknowing? Both. I mean, sometimes it can really kind of be either or. Like I know people who they had a specific issue. They're dealing with like depression or severe anxiety or whatever. They need someone to talk to. Right. Hmm. Or there are people who just maybe they 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 just need something once a month. Just someone to just just talk to. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Other than so they don't have to like dump, you know trauma dump on like a friend or, or spouse or whatever just someone who can kind of help them unpack their feelings like once a month yeah and for them it's even just the once a month thing it's been like life-changing for them from what i know yeah i feel like a lot of people don't have a, a, a correct person to actually open up to too yeah yeah i think that's and a big thing it's nice to have like a friend or a family member to do it to but at the same time on the other end that person's going to go through something too like you kind of if they're empathetic, yeah. you don't want them to kind of like take on some of the feelings that you're you're feeling too sometimes, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's right. I mean, that's kind of how, I mean, I think the only person I've talked to about my feeling itself is for us. I can't talk to anybody in my family about it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard for some reason. I don't know. I'm very open about talking about problems. Yeah. I have no issue. If I have a problem with somebody, I'll be the first to go and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And like try to, you know, fix it or like oh, thank you. find a solution or whatever it may be. Yeah. But talking about my own problems is just, I don't know. Because like, we're not, we're, we're conditioned to kind of like internalize all that stuff. Especially us as men. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's always been um, kind of viewed as like weakness. You know what I mean? Um, so therefore we always internalize it or we share it with another male person that we're close to because they're the only, only only other ones that we feel that can can empathize with us like with you and like Faraz you know yeah. what I mean yeah. I mean, I think another thing is like, I don't want like don't really want people worrying about me yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that kind of the, the biggest thing right because like that, 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 that kind of guilt of yeah. bringing somebody down with you you yeah, don't want like, to do yeah, that. I feel bad now like they're gonna feel bad like, you know how family is, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you say your mom's thinking about bad about your life. She's all crying and oh, like. Oh, I, I know. But then you make her making the wall, which is like great, you know. But it, like, dude, I it's I yeah. So it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Because they'll may do it for you, but they're all you 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 also are now the reason they're sad today. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, so for me, the question is: Do people actually? So does everyone need to go to therapy? Which, firstly, do I like I, to point my think? yeah, like my opinion. Yes. Yeah, but but let me let me phrase this properly first. So personally, I think going to ther- therapist are, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think so. But is the issue in the world that people don't have others to talk to, and that's the reason why they need to go to like a stranger to talk to a therapy? I I I don't know the definitive answer to that, but I feel like with going to someone like to a stranger, there's less of a worry that they're going to judge you. That's true. You know what I mean? As opposed that's to true. going to a friend who. I mean, you know, you, you don't know, like, say what happens if you are no longer friends with them and there's this person walking around who knows yeah. your deepest thoughts and feelings and yeah, things like exactly, that. You know yeah. what I mean? There's always that insecurity in the back of your head. Whereas with a stranger like this, 
you walk in and out and you, you don't necessarily you know see them on like a weekend you know what i mean yeah and, and, yeah that and, makes and, sense and i think it's like it's like a no burden type of like outflow of information yeah, yeah. exactly not burning, it's, burning it's, it's their it's their job <laughs> it's their job, it's like, job yeah. they're happy as you're here yeah doing it. They're like yeah they're getting paid. Sure. <laughs> exactly i guess what i do for a living you know what i mean yeah and, and it's an unbiased opinion too yeah mm-hmm. but also i i think us being as like Pakistani like Muslim people it that that also changes like their ability to hope because they don't because like, most therapy you go you imagine a therapist what do you what do you imagine a, a white white lady a, yeah. white guy or a white lady mid mid 30s early 40s yeah right stuff in my life right if I talk yeah. to them about it they'd be like that's, that's a non-issue yeah they're not going to understand like the family responsibilities they have like the, the stretches that come with that and stuff like that too you know what I mean yeah, and, and I think that's, that, that's the biggest part. Like if, if you're going through, like, family problems, right? It's like, oh, no, just move out. <laughs> but, but it ain't going to work. My, my mom went to like, cry and my dad, like, you know, it's, just, it's not going to work. Yeah. Okay? Um, you're being abused by your siblings, per se. Yeah. Oh, just don't ever see them again. Well, that, that ain't happening, you know? Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good skill to have. Like, everyone should have a certain self-reflection moment i feel yeah. like most people don't have that and mm-hmm. that's why they kind of go to therapists yeah. for help because most people are not used to self-reflecting that's a that's a great point because mm-hmm. for me i know it took me until my late 20s i'm 29 i just turned 29 it took me 29 so when i turned 29 to kind of figure myself out yeah. but if i maybe had like a therapist um maybe i would have figured that out at mm-hmm. 25 24 yeah and it's so crazy that you can find out so much to just like a little bit of a problem that someone talks talks to you about like for example i have a friend she's a doctor right and she she's just like she cares about what other people think and this is this and i start going into the depth of it and i'm like it's because you're insecure in this certain aspect and you need to fix that before you can fix anything else yeah because that's the root cause of it yeah yeah, yeah. and so she's she <laughs> she always gets like so mind blown after every conversation and she's like dude this is crazy and she sees a therapist too and she told her therapist she's like hey this is what prod said and he's like dude, <laughs> you're a smart guy man yeah yeah Marshall, that's amazing yeah but yeah i mean everyone just kind of needs either that moment or that person to to kind of just kind of guide you you know i also feel like the world itself right now as it is it's meant so people do not know who they are I cool. I I think hundred percent. I believe I, the world is so full of distractions intentionally, yeah, to the point where you won't even think about something of a higher power over even yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who yourself is. Mm-hmm. It's just full of distractions for that purpose. Yeah. And and there are many um, many reasons for that. One, you can blame capitalism. There's just we're constantly bombarded with you know distractions from like corporations and like yeah. things and just news and 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 things like that. It's just you know, stuff we see in the news, things are they're going on overseas. Like even with Afghanistan, like it that 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 whole story and everything going on there can be instantly with out of our minds yeah. within the next twenty four hours because something something even bigger has happened. Yes, true. you know what I mean. Little, little little things like that where we're just constantly bombarded and distracted so that we don't actually get time to too. ourselves. That's what always happens. You yeah, know? I I think one of the biggest blames for that is a forty hour work week. That too. That too. You're working like. Like for me, for example, right? Yeah. We're from 8 a.m. 8 to 5 p.m. So to, to, to get to work, I leave my house at 7, come back at 6. So after that, you're, you don't have time for yourself, right? A weekend comes and you got to do your 
life stuff. And then you also are still tired from the work week. So when do you really have time to reflect on yourself and, and see what you want or who you are? Yeah, you don't. You really yeah, don't dude, have time. I, I, I told you I, I lost my job in June of, of 2020, right? And dude, that whole year, that whole uh, almost a full year, I was just at home. So I had all that time to myself to self-reflect, to read, to meditate, to be outdoors, to you know do things like that. Right. Uh, and then as soon as my job started, the past like two three months, like all the daily the daily routine routine that I had and the stuff my my time that I had for myself to self reflect, like gone. I just, it's been such a struggle to like make time for myself because of work. You know what I mean? So I, that, that that forty hour week is work week is such a killer. And bro, that's kind of like what we were talking about with the solo trips. Yeah. He was talking to me about the, what were you saying about the solo trip? Right. So, so like I, I, I told him like I, I commend him. I admire him so much for, for going on solo trips because I've only ever done one, right? And that was back in uh, June for my birthday. Right. In I went to Cali. LA, went to LA, went to Cali. My 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 birthplace went there for the first time and I, I enjoyed it, right? First two days were amazing. I come to love they were amazing. I was so Even li- though also lit when I found out you were there, bro. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was amazing, right? It was beautiful and, and uh, but after like after the second day I was there. Like it all, I, I basically hit a wall, right? Because I'm not used to being kind of like on my own, trying to yeah. figure shit out. Like I'm usually, I, I like being around people, right? And dude, after a while, I just like I didn't know what to do. Like it was hard to kind of figure out. Just kind of, it, it's hard to figure out how to do things by yourself, like with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes what I realize the key is on solo trips is to not do something. That too. Yeah. Because when I That's go on you. solo trips, a lot of times I go on long drives too. Yeah. They're very long. Three you, hour, you love four to drive. hour long drive. Yeah. yeah. And thank God, dude. When I went to this Canada trip, they, it had a Camry, right? They had so much functions on the car where I wasn't even driving this thing. Oh, that's amazing. I literally was not even driving. My I was crisscross, sitting down with my feet on the thing. I was sitting there, kind of like meditating, looking on the road. Ran. I was sitting there, mad chilling when the in the car ride. So I wasn't even driving, but I was sitting there for three hours by myself. The internet, the LTE did not work in Canada. So I couldn't even load music properly. Oh, no. So think about that. I was just sitting there by myself thinking these thoughts in my head constantly. But, dude, I promise you, I came back from Canada a different person. Yeah. Wallahi, I came back as a different person. Yeah. So. I, for And for me, too, like the, the last day, the last two days I had in LA were really difficult. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that, you know, for really? anything. Did it help you at all? It, it definitely, like, and, and this is another thing that, like, like I, I've also just moved out on my own, right? And which I, I which I've never been on my own, right? It's a big One, deal, dude. It's dude, it's it's a big deal because like biggest thing. I always had in my mind like when you're you know when you move out of your own, it's, you know it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be like it's so cool. Nah. It's your own space and whatever. Um, and it was for the first like week or so, right? Once once the shine wears off, you're 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 not. I always assume like once once you leave your current situation, you go somewhere else, you get to become this new person and stuff, right? Right, but that's not necessarily the case. You still are the same person, the same burdens you carry. You carry that in into the new place. It doesn't go away. So, and LA is when that first started. When I realized, okay, even though I'm out of this current environment, out of my my previous environment, I still have this this not baggage, but these things that I need to that I've internalized Hmm. and that are just kind of have been kind of clawing to kind of get out that I've kind of pushed down for, you know, forever. So it's almost, it seems to me that you're almost aware of what's Yeah, oh, fully, fully aware, fully wow. aware. Okay. But once you're, once you're in wow. your own place okay. and you don't have family, family responsibility or whatever, like all that kind of comes to the surface and you're like, whoa, 
Like, I knew I had this, but like, you have cool, to this is like, it. you have this to is, battle. You're fully confronted with it. God like, dang, fully. Dude. And there's no one else to help you with it, wow. to kind of walk you through it. It's, it's just, it's you versus you. Wow. It's you versus you. Wow. And me, it's kicking my ass right now. <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> that you said, I, yeah. I don't know if I know what's wrong with me until I randomly find out. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens a lot during the solo trips is when I'm there, I'm like, dude, hold on. Mm -hmm. I'm making big mistakes when I'm back in. You, you get that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You have this understanding. And then from there, I'm okay. I got to fix this. Yeah. So I, I do my best to not hold the baggage. Is this something that's like hard for you to like let go of or something? Or what? It's not necessarily things to let go. It's things I haven't confronted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. just my struggles with like my own, everyone has their own mental health issues and struggles and things that they've yeah. dealt with. And growing up, I just in our own household, because we don't talk about these things, what do we yeah. do? We internalize it. We push it down. Yeah. Right. And then now that I'm away from, you know, I'm in my own space, all of that has kind of come out wow. because you can't put a lid on that anymore. Like there's, there's yeah. no excuse, not, there's no excuse to put a lid on it. Because typically at home, yeah. you know, you, 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 you know, you help your parents with something or, you know, you just get distracted by something else. But here, in my new place, it's just it's just me. Yeah. You know. So that's 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 been an eye opener, you know. Wow. And, and I was I wanted to ask you specifically this because are you living at home with family with with your wife? Family. No, not okay. yet with my wife. Oh, you're not living. Not okay, yet. yeah. That's that's interesting because I I I'm I'm curious as to what that would be like. Because you you've never lived on your own right before. No. Right. So it, it's it is definitely going to be interesting when you when you and her eventually inshallah live together. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just yeah. going to be just you two. Yeah. But the good thing is whenever that stuff does come out, yeah. you have someone kind of there. Yeah. But the thing is that she also has her own That's battles. That's the thing. Yeah. And so I have to figure that out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been interesting. That's really cool. That's really cool. For me, I can't grasp the concept of not, of carrying baggage. I don't know that feeling. I just, yeah. I just simply, I just don't know that. I, everyone's built differently. Yeah. I don't know the, um, the, the feeling of carrying baggage unless i went through like a traumatic experience with my family yeah which has been there has been the case for sure but when it comes to my own personal self i i'm very like determined to just end it because I, I i get so tired of suffering bro. What, do, what do you mean by end it like if i know that within my own self i'm dealing with something that i have caused i do my best to solve it fix it in a way where i don't feel bad or i don't feel like that baggage is with me you do kind of see what i'm saying and it, yeah that's that's interesting because i feel like a lot of people do that mm -hmm. but one thing uh from a book that i've read um is it talks about doing the opposite of that and why it's mm. actually healthy sometimes to not necessarily fix it but just sit with it and feel mm. all of it yeah I'm, i might have a completely wrong mentality based off of it yeah i'm a very proactive type of guy like yeah. for me if there's something wrong in my life i have to fix it yeah and that might be some type of thing within my own self but i think it i think it helps but it also takes a toll on my brain too because mm -hmm. you're constantly on that battle for me i can't move on until i fix it you know yeah so uh, you, you've been you've been deep in thought for quite some time um see for, for me i don't know how it's I've always, since I can remember, since I was a kid, I've always kept myself so busy that I never thought about, like, I guess... You? Yeah, me personally. Yeah. I've always... I don't remember the last time I was sitting there 
doing nothing. I've always kept myself constantly busy. I don't know, maybe if it's internally or, or I don't. It's not a con like a effort to keep myself busy. It's just naturally I've always kept myself busy. So I don't really. For me to sit down and reflect on myself, it just takes too much effort. So I, because I'm so used to just constantly being busy. Yeah. I've never had that feeling of trying of like realizing these these demons I have. They've always just been, I guess, so buried down that I don't even. I think even if I moved out, that wouldn't happen because I'm, I I stay so busy constantly. I'm always doing something no matter what. I think that. Because I've got a friend who's exactly like that, who's okay. just so busy. He's never had a chance to really kind of, kind of, uh, you know, conf not confront, but just kind of feel himself, you know, and that eventually whenever he did move out and, and he was busy, right, with work and stuff. But the moments that were quiet, it would just it would hit him hard, yeah. like not and, and not like gradually. It would just like sucker punch because yeah. it would just it would hit you hard when whenever you constantly push things down. It's it, you know it's it's like a it's like a you know a jar or like a boiling pot right eventually you can you can put a lid on it but eventually it'll it's gonna continue to bubble up and boil and it'll it'll overflow. What I what I would recommend to you if, is if you are interested in trying to figure out kind of more yourself, try um, try journaling. Hmm? Try journaling. Hmm. Doesn't so have, does, doesn't yeah. have to be every day, but I do it at least once a week. Just write down like what I'm, what, I'm, what my thoughts are, what I'm, what I'm feeling. Maybe three three questions to ask yourself: How am I feeling? How's my week been? Um, and yeah, just something like that. Just once a week, and you'll you'll start to kind of gradually be able to uh, kind of be in tune with your 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 yourself a little bit more. Because it's like a muscle. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I yeah. actually told my wife to do that. Yeah. I mean, this is just me speaking like truly what my thoughts are. It's like, but like, that feels counterintuitive. Like, why would I bring those demons up and out when they're not currently bothering me? And I've, I guess, successfully bottled them up. Yeah, I've had, I've, had, I've, I've used that same kind of thinking for my entire life, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm to this point where I'm in my late twenties and I'm on my own. And all this stuff that I didn't want to kind of confront because at the time it wasn't important to confront, it's it's coming out now. And I I just feel that stuff like that eventually it does come out. So it is it is it's good to kind of get ahead of it now. Yeah. Because you're you're essentially building that muscle to whenever it happens again in the future or whenever you do come across something that, you know, does kind of um, bother you or, or, or something something emotionally that, that hurts that hurts you you kind of know how to deal with it a little bit better. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And and just like you say, you like you bottle it up and everything. And you're 100% right. It will eventually come out. That's the thing. You can never bottle it up enough to the point where it's never going to come out. And when it comes out, it's going to come out in a way where it's destructive to your life. Like me, for example, I had the issue of, I had my own personal issues that I refused to even bottle up or even think about. I, I mean, who I continue to bottle up. But I didn't even think about it until someone presented it to me. And the moment I confronted it and accepted that was a problem within myself and then decided to fix it is when I found my wife. Really? Yeah. That's when I actually sat down and I was like, wait a minute. I actually do have, let's sit down, let's be honest with each other. Someone else said it. Let's be honest with myself. I do have problems. Yeah. I do have problems and I'm willing to fix it. 
And when I found that out about myself, it helped me become a better person. And in return, if you know how to be the best version of yourself, mm -hmm. because you can't have that happen, you can't be the best version of yourself if you have demons within your own self that you haven't battled. If you don't yeah. become the best human of yourself, the best being of yourself. Or at least try to. Or do your best to, yeah. yeah. Number one, you're living life not to its fullest. Number two, you you will not, I promise you, I can put a wallahi on it, you won't have a proper connection with Allah. Yeah. If you don't know who you are yourself, how are you supposed to identify who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is? So for me, whenever I would kind of, whenever I, whenever I was kind of going through my own little journey, like particularly last year uh, with all this, it 100% inadvertently brought me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just, just naturally, because dude, it felt like I was cleansing myself. Yeah. My soul. Yeah, and in turn, because um, I, when I when I was starting to kind of when when these things were hitting me and like really kind of like battling with me, is when I felt the most disconnected from Allah Like I wasn't praying with devotion. I wasn't praying on time. Like I just I was kind of lackadaisical with with things like that. Like when it when I when I started to work on my mental health is when my spiritual health also kind of kind of strengthened itself too. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Wow. Yeah. So I. Do you when when you wow. when you go back and think about your life, do you feel like you getting laid off was, was like one of the changing points? I knew it was going to be because I've, I've been laid off twice, mm -hmm. and every single time, both times, I went through something life changing because I just had that time yeah. to do nothing but self reflect. Right, the first time I happened, uh, I got laid off from uh, this law firm that I was working at um, as an as a paralegal. Uh, that made me realize during that, that time period after I got laid off is that I don't want to do law, which was like scary to confront because, dude, everything I had done in my academic career was supposed to be preparing me for law school. Like I changed majors five different times. I thought I finally had settled on a career and only to find out that I hated it and I didn't want to do it. And, just, and I was just like stuck at square one. And that's kind of when I figured, okay, let me figure out more of myself and who I am yeah. and kind of get back to being me a little bit more and that's kind of when i was able to kind of grow from there and, and do do more things wow so how, how it was a really scary moment when you yeah. were going in one direction and you have like this big big roadblock in yeah front of you man how it's do scary. you how do you how do you cope with that what do you do in that situation because you're technically as a man we all need guidance yeah. we all need to know a vision of what the hell we're doing if your vision got roadblocked how do you cope with that Honestly, it it's one just trusting, like Allah right? That what is supposed to, what is meant for you is meant for you, right? Like both times, like whenever that happened, my I always ended up strengthening strengthening my faith every time. Like not even on purpose. Yeah. Um, just inadvertently, like it, it brought me to my knees, like not just figuratively, but literally on my knees. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just, it, it, yeah. it's, it, whenever like, and it, it wasn't always immediate, right? It was kind of gradually. And then that was always the first step to me, like kind of getting back up again, <laughs> literally getting back up <laughs> and being okay. Everything good, man. Thank and, you. And you know, being like, okay, now I kind of know what to do. Like all that kind of worry kind of washed off of me. And like, both times I was like, okay, I... Whatever is meant for me is meant for me now. Like I, I, I get it now. Like I, I went through something traumatic the first time I got laid off. Yep. That and and yep. it just I was able to kind of from there put my faith 
and what's and what is meant for me is will be will be for me you know and yeah subhanallah yeah, I, yeah, I i love that you said that literally because like i went through some hardship within my own self yeah. in order to find out the real value of money yeah i had this lust for money yeah i had this bad lust for money oh god i love money tell me about that it's so bad man i just it you know what i say money changes people yeah allah saved me from that it was changing me it was changing me it changed yeah. the way i walk it changed the way i talk can you believe that like it's really shameful of a thing think about pharaoh he like look at what an evil human being it changed the way i walked yeah and i had to go to allah hit me with a big turbulence a big trial big issue for me so hard one of the hardest thing i ever dealt with in my life in order for me to understand oh it doesn't even matter how much money i have in my bank it doesn't even matter how much money i'm making it just really puts a perspective to it man and yeah, man sometimes you, sometimes you need to get humbled dude you got to get slapped bro <laughs> sometimes Allah, you got to hit you with with it, real dude, life and it's it sucks in the moment but once you kind of get clarity on that it's just yeah. it's it's the best feeling and look at the love Allah Allah does yeah you're making a mistake Allah helps you guide you to a correct direction that's that was always my thought too it's like i ne- i never thought i was never a oh actually I, i'll take that back in, initially i was like why me like why why is it happening to me and until eventually i became thank you for letting that happen to me you know Allah it's it's mm. so beautiful cuz he doesn't allow you to just go astray i was going astray that's the yeah. definition of going astray when yeah. you're getting money and you become lustful for money you're going astray yeah he didn't allow it to happen he allowed me to figure out the flaw within my own self to prevent that from happening so i can come closer to him yeah and you know the so opposite is true is that he doesn't you know like you said he doesn't let you go completely astray but he also doesn't allow you to completely go straight either cuz you need roadblocks in your life and challenges in your life to kind of allow you to grow so here's my thing Is it Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala 100% get what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Is is it Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala who's preventing us from being guided completely or is it our own selves who are preventing ourselves from being guided correctly? Cuz personally that's what I think it what is. What do you think though? Um I think it's Allah but it's it's indirectly Allah Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is doing mm-hmm. it. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala created shayateen within each one of us, right? They serve a purpose. What's what's their purpose? It's it's to misguide us. So Allah created these things that are meant to misguide us and meant to be roadblocks in our inner spiritual path. Well, they're not meant to misguide us. They're there to whisper misguidance to us. And it's up to us whether we want to listen to that or listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm, but yeah. but us by nature are creations that do sin and and do fall that Allah's made us like that. and it is the shayateen right like why did muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam why was his shayateen removed from him Allah, uh, there's a hadith that said um when muhammad sallam told the sahaba that hey every one of you has a shayateen inside you and they asked him rasulullah what about you do you have one too and he said no allah has removed mine now if it's just us as humans who are the ones who are making these decisions then the best of the best of the best people sallallahu alaihi wasallam Why did he have his removed? So I personally think he had his removed because each individual human in today's age what's our biggest trials in life is our own desire, our nafs, whatever we have the desires we want to do the bad things we want that's our challenge. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam didn't have time for the challenge of shaitan because he went through every single physical 
trial that someone can think of. He mm-hmm. lost his child. He got he was in battle. He got wounded several times. He got he got bashed by other people. He got humiliated. He got all the things that we don't have yeah. being done to us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Allah subhanahu wa as a mercy took away the shayateen because Allah subhanahu wa knows he's going to be guided. Nonetheless, he's going to pick the guidance. He has more things to deal with. Yeah. He has to, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, be a guidance for us and someone to look up to because, wow, he went through all of this yeah. stuff. He, he, has, he had a larger burden to carry than say, exactly. a normal human would. Yeah. So that's why I think Allah subhanahu wa either converted the shayateen with Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because our, we're so weak that we can't even deal with our own shayateen. We're scared of this worldly life. Oh, I hurt my arm. Problem Muhammad like, you probably know this better. It's something about the helmet, something. Yeah, like it, in his cheekbone. Tooth knocked out. Was it a? Yeah, bro. How often does that happen to us? What would we, what would we, what would happen if that happened to me? I would cry for like so long, so long. My appearance is bad now. <laughs> <laughs> My, our issue, I feel like we need to deal with our, our desires, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think necessarily Allah SWT is stopping our guidance. In fact, Allah SWT is pulling us so much. But we as humans fall for the worldly life and s- take a little pit stop for our desires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, Allah has, has to give us a little smacking and say, hey, come back. Yeah. But then again, I also think, what if Allah SWT doesn't even give us a smacking? What if naturally, if you go and misguidance... By the universal law, you become in trouble. Ooh, interesting. Talk more about that. What do you mean? Just for example, I'll give you a perfect example. I was in Arkansas, solo trip, and I was (laughs) hiking, right? It was a three-hour hike. I made it perfectly. I followed the trail. All you have to do is follow the trail. I made it. I made it follow the trail. On the way back, I got lost. On the way back, I got lost because I didn't follow the trail, trail properly. I wasn't paying attention. I started getting scratched up by thorns. I started getting inside. I found myself in this random, completely lost area. I'm like, where the heck am I? Bugs are there. Spiders were there. Spider webs are there, obviously, because no one goes in that area. There's so much, like, weirdness going on. I had to go back on the trail in order to then be safe. And I feel like that's kind of like what happens in life. So, so my question is... How did you get so far off and you kept going after you saw the thorns? Bro, I, I thought I was right. I thought I was How'd right. How did you get that far gone where you just kept going straight even though you knew it was like, Oh, I'm getting scratched. Oh, this, this might still be, this must still be the right way. I oh, like, spider web. Oh, let me, let me go walked, through that. Walk through a spider web. I must have, I must have walked, walked through it in the morning. Yeah, literally. And as silly as that is, just like in this world, when we, when we follow our desires and we're going on the wrong path and tribulations are hitting us we're still going against it we're not we're not hitting oh shoot maybe we're doing something wrong but what is the difference between that being a universal kind of law of nature versus that being Allah's like guidance how do you know how do you know which 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 is which here's my thing Taha said this in one of our podcasts a genius he said evil is not a thing evil is actually the lack of good Ooh, super deep Interesting. Did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) So if you're not following the good 100%, you're going to fall into evil. Interesting. Elaborate on that, Tom. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Elaborate on something you don't even know. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's that's fascinating. I, I, I like that a lot, though. 
Um, okay, so I definitely want to get your word on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. We That's did, cool. we did. Yeah, it's good. See, this is what I was saying, though. Like, you got you guys got to make a longer, a longer yeah. episode. Because every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm really invested. And then we need more, that's more it. of you then, bro. I'm just like, <laughs> in order to make this happen, we need more yeah. of you. Bro, say the word. Say the word. Yeah, real talk. Be real talk. Yeah, it's cool. Could we talk about random life things? Yeah, I, it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, honestly, alhamdulillah. So one thing I would definitely want to get your word on. Yeah. Oh, do you see that video where I posted about that yes, that, that, that huge sculpture? That statue. That Terrifying. statue, yeah. That the thing. one with the dagger wings. I just Yo. noticed the, the, the wings were made out of knives. Yeah, upside like down giant knives. knives yeah. upside, upside down. I didn't, I didn't notice the, the knives. That's I, terrifying. It, it, yeah. it looked so demonic. Yeah, super. And dude, the, you could feel the energy from the picture. You could, dude. You could. Yeah. Um, on the back of it, it was a spear of Satan. You know, where it's like, the, you know, the, usually the spear he holds, it's like, it's a spirit, and then it has three. Oh, the little prongs. Yeah, the prongs. Yeah, yeah, it had that behind it. Oh, that's weird. Super. Where weird. in Canada was this? This was in a small town uh, of Barry. Small town, of course. Crazy, bro. I was, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, how that? Like, the U.S. claims to be such a Christian country. How's that even still allowed? And then, well, bro, you, then you say Canada. I'm like, I guess yeah. we'll make, guess makes more sense. Bro, especially like in the small towns, like any small town yeah. you go to, typically. Why? It's it's just. It's a very niche community often. It's more easier to kind of get away with it. Yeah, but also there's typically one thing in a small community that kind of binds that community together. Yeah. And oftentimes it's religion. Wow. It's Christianity. It's like a small church. Places like Kentucky, what, what bonds them together? It's like white supremacy, like hardcore, like super, super like um, Christian values and things like that. Mm. Like it, it's those small towns where it just, it's like a breeding ground for like extremism. Of, yeah. of whatever kind you, of whatever you, kind. you choose yeah i feel like people didn't even know what they were doing over there it's so weird but so my question was when i was driving yeah. i saw that at night okay and i saw it from far okay, away hold on, hold on. first of all why the hell <laughs> did you see that big thing with the daggers and the satan trident and why was your first thought hey let me go visit this at midnight by myself <laughs> bro i live for these things i live for these things I've not heard- even during daylight Nope. Yeah. Darkness. But what stopped me was a guy who was standing over there. So basically, when I was pulling up to that thing, I saw it, and naturally in my mind, I was thinking, I was like, "Wow, that is." It was a very intriguing thing. I was like, "That is something 100% I could see people worshiping." And I pulled up to it, and that's when I saw the guy who was doing something suspicious at the steps, and then he looked at me and kind of like walked off and kept looking back. Oh, what the heck? And I see all these <laughs> things at the front steps, and I look at the oh, statue. God, I'm like, dude, dude yeah morning time i'm coming back <laughs> can you imagine someone someone took time to make that too by the way that giant yeah. sculpture with the daggers with everything they took time to make that i don't understand it bro and so my thing was when i saw that the the thought that went across my mind was that looks like something people worship and I'm not gonna lie bro it intrigued me me myself it intrigued me heavily the only reason why I didn't assign anything more to it was simply because I know that in Islam, we don't do that. That's it. But my question was, is it the human mind, natural human mind, that ca- that allows us humans to just, that we just like naturally get intrigued by these grand sculptures? Or is it the whispers of shaitan that tells us we should be intrigued by it? And you had a really good, interesting point of view on that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, like me and you talked about, we, we talked about... Um, kind of like, is it human nature for us to, to kind of, for, for humans to worship something like that? And I, 
my my kind of view of this is just in general it's easier for for humans to kind of you believe what you see right which is why so many people are either they're atheists or you know they don't believe in god because you can't physically see that right it's 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 one thing to just kind of naturally we're, we're able to kind of we believe what we can see right you know i i, I know i have a hand because i'm looking at my hand right now yeah. you know what i mean like you 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 um it takes commitment to believe in something you can't see which is why like you know in islam particularly islam like being a muslim is is a commitment it's praying five times a day it's it's a whole lifestyle right whereas say if you're a christian and you have like a statue that you like pray to or whatever like a little thing of jesus or whatever it's it's in christianity not, not to kind of like bash it right now but it's very non-committal you just say you go to church every once in a while you celebrate christmas you have a little statue of jesus and that's it right it's because it, it's easy for you to just it's there right mm -hmm. But with Islam, it's you. You it takes commitment to believe in something you don't see, you know. And, it, and it's natural for us to to believe in to not believe in something we don't see, you know. It it, it is a difficult thing, which is why I believe it's not necessarily shaitan that causes people to kind of gravitate towards that. I think it's kind of the natural human thing to do to gravitate towards something tangible, something physical. When it comes to it's really worship, point. it's a really good point. It's a really good point. Yeah, but like, <clears throat> I I I feel that. But like, I mean, the statue, for example, right? I mean, yeah, you see it, but like, you don't see it doing anything. So why why would you go worship it, right? Like, why would someone see this big statue? But why should worship it? Because it has, like, no ability to do anything. Yeah, it has no ability, right? It's 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 just a thing I so like like Hindus right Hindus saw a cow and they looked at the cow saying oh it's the one thing one one of the only things in this world that can fulfill your thirst and your hunger that's why they worship because it was giving them something but the statue is giving them it's giving you nothing so why why would a human who believes in the scene and what they can see believe in something in Adam that's giving you nothing in return. I, I think that like, so my my explanation was more kind of broad, but if we're talking specifically that thing, that there are always like kind of crazy people who are kind of fanatical, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe that that particular statue is just kind of gave them a physical kind of outlet to aim their kind of fanatical, you know, views to, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like that's hundred percent what I was gonna say is like, even though I knew, <laughs> even though I knew that statue couldn't help me or anything or harm yeah. me, but the reason why it was so intriguing was because of its size. Yeah, the, I'll tell you something weird. I went to Chicago, yeah. and then, you know the Chicago Bean. Everyone takes a picture of. Yeah, yeah. Romela, forgive me. I had such intriguing energy from that bean. I don't know why, and I th I was so confused. I was soaking for so long. I was like, why am I so intrigued by this bean? And I think it's because of the size. I walk up to it and I was just amazed by it. I Oh, the bean <laughs> versus uh, the statue are two different things. Yeah. Like you can, mar you can, you can yeah. marvel at an architectural, architectural design that a human made. Like I, I, I'm sure I would feel that way if I were to look at a pyramid, right? Yeah. That's different. You can marvel at, you know, this creation that 
that just exists that you know that's, that you know is man-made, right? Yeah. Versus something that you know for a fact, like that statue you came across, that just gives off pure like evil energy. Yeah, that's things true. that people you know that because you, you said the people are even offering like presents to it, and pre presents to it, and yeah, yeah, yeah that diff different kind of situation, I think. Yeah, definitely. But I think that the commonality between both of those things was the size. And so my standpoint is on why it was intriguing to anyone in general is simply because of its size. Interesting. Yeah. Because we think about this. When you're on the Day of Judgment, whenever we get to that Day of Judgment point, and the angels bring out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on His throne, I don't I think it was 70,000 angels per, like, or, or I don't know how many angels, but there are angels that are carrying this throne. And it's so grand and huge that at that moment is when you realize the size of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how small you are and how much you should be submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, I feel that way whenever I watch any kind of either like Animal Planet type documentary or particularly documentaries about like space, you know, yeah, when you yeah, realize yep. just how tiny this, yep. you know, we're a little speck of Freaks dust floating out. in this giant universe. Freaks me out. Yeah. Wallahi, dude, me and me and uh, Simra, we were in a convertible, right? We yeah. put the top down. It was beautiful time for stargazing. When you went to California? Cal uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I looked up. She was already looking up. She was amazed by it. I looked up. Wallahi. Oh, my God. It frightened the hell out of me. It scared me so badly because of how big everything was and how small I am. Yeah, that humbled me. I really couldn't look up for I, too long. I really couldn't. Can you believe that? I not, couldn't. Not look up I love that feeling, though. It's a beautiful feeling. It, it's beautiful. And that's what I think one of the uh, sheikhs said. He said that he believes that the reason why there are a lot of atheists in the world is because they cannot stargaze, because there's so much light in the world now. Think about it. The more light, the light street lamps there are, the harder it is to see the stars. And that's true. That's why you go to a very dark area to see the stars. Because they can't see how vast this universe is, they start to believe they're actually something. Are we, are we, I was just laughing because I remember when we were in um, Yosemite. Yeah. Oh, man. So we, we were in Yosemite, right? And like, we're like, let's, let's go, go stargazing. So we went to this yeah. random, like, uh, where we're, like, you know, you're driving on a mountain. There's those little, like, areas where, where you go to, like, Either let people overtake you or like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we went, we stopped there. And we started... We were, we were just... We were stargazing. We, we got on the roof of a V8... Charger. Charger. Totally and wrong. and just like, you know, have our feet on top of it. Just laying down, look, looking at it. Long story short, we went. We go to return the car. And the guy's like... Did y'all like just put your shoes all over the blood or what? <laughs> I had all our footprints on it, dude. It was so bad, so embarrassing, bro. <laughs> I just stayed quiet. It's so funny. I just stayed quiet. I didn't know what to say, bro. <laughs> you pull up to the lot and there are footprints bro, we, on the hood. I really know everything. Like, how the hell did I get there, bro? I, I was like, oh, I thought, oh, it's because when we put our shoes on top of it, implying that we took our shoes off and then put it on it. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It was really embarrassing moment. So you said it was the human mind that allows the person... Human, human to, nature, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So where is shaitan coming to play then? Interesting. I, I, don't, I don't think it comes into play with something... Well, I maybe 
and that's not about I, this I think, specific I think like, thing. For that for these grand big things that people end up worshiping. So Why? specifically the ones that people worship, I think it's a mix of, like, I think it, it's it's Shaytan taking advantage of human nature. Facts. I, I, I think it, I think it might be a combination, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You see all these people praying to it, right? Like you see, even though you didn't see this, right? But all these guys are praying to it constantly. It has to have some sort of shaitanic energy there, because they're they're all there sitting there praising shaitan. So he has his presence there. Yeah. So yeah. that is definitely like that's a big part of it. Shaitan is like, yeah, this is like a one of my main spots. Yeah. And he does have an energy. Shaitan does have an energy. Me and Taha went to a rave. We went to a rave. Ya Allah, Alhamdulillah. Oh really? my God. Oh my God. One of the main guys, I don't know what his name is. I could probably check it out, but a probably better idea not to. We went to a whole bunch of different small time performers. They got done. The main show Where? guy came up. Uh, I don't know where it was. We never. We don't usually go to raves. This was our first no, 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 time. No, not like specifically like like in, in Houston. City, in Houston. Houston, yes. We went to the rave. The main guy came up on stage. He hopped onto the stage. Wallahi, dude. First, firstly, they started flickering the lights in a certain way, and then we started getting poured on with something. We put our hands out. It was it was fake, but it was blood, fake blood. So that already the imagery is the demonic imagery already on the TV behind him all sorts of satanic stuff was going on on the TV. And I told Taha, I'm very intrigued by stuff. So I told Taha in mid-rave, mid bro, Taha, look at that. And by the way, everyone around us is on extreme drugs. Yeah. High off extreme drugs. They don't know what the hell is going on, but they feel some energy. I swear, dude, me and Taha were sitting there. I felt such an energy that was so dark. But wallahi, it was so, so intriguing. It was mm. so so intriguing. Well, I could put a well, I could put a, I could swear by it. Dude, it was Shaitan that was up I, there, bro. I feel that way whenever I I get a, a, a feeling similar to that whenever I'm just watching TV and a movie comes on a trailer for like like The Conjuring or something like yeah. that. Like just little things like yeah. that where I I it don't brings like, in the demon like, out of you type it, thing. It it it's like it, it puts that thought into you, which I which I don't like doing. And I, I know like artists like that. Oftentimes, they're not, their intention is not to be like, "Hey, I want to possess these people," but they because they like they like to just be provocative. Yeah. But when you play around with stuff like that, I think it, it, it's it's like it's like tempting. Yeah. Sometimes. See, I think it's actually their labels, their labels who sign them and everything. They know what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the artists, they're just focused on oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool yeah. and fame. But that that's how it carries over. But dude, the feeling was so just, good and bad. Yeah, interesting. It was the complete opposite of when you go to a masjid. Complete opposite. When you go to the masjid, you feel this emptiness and like you feel this emptiness of the of the world, but you feel this fulfillment of the of the masjid and yeah. everyone around you, all the smiles and everything. That feeling, it was such a dark, dark, dark feeling, but it felt so good. And that was the scariest part about it is that it felt good. We had to leave shortly after that. Otherwise, I don't know what would have exactly happened. Mm. I, it was a really scary moment. It was a really scary moment. So yeah, I can see what Thaw is saying about when people are worshiping that and Shaitan's presence is around there. It it has a presence. And the fact that it has that energy, that presence, people mistake it for either a god, but they don't mistake it for a higher energy. So and like, it is a higher energy. It's Shaitan. So like, I didn't feel that, but like when, when when you felt that darkness, did, it, did you feel it filling you up kind of? Like filling a void kind of? Yeah. 
I, I guess that's the Shaitan. That's why you will worship Shaitan because they see this stuff and they see that that emptiness in their heart fill, even though it's not with something, but it's getting filled. It's dark, man. It's the only way to describe it is that feeling of fulfillment that is inside the heart. It's dark, but you don't care at that moment because it feels good, just like lust feels good as hell but it's wrong it's bad but it gives you that fulfillment it gives you that satisfaction oh god it was crazy oh god it was crazy and people like that whenever they do kind of go all the way and experience something like that the next day they're never like they're, they're never happy they're, yeah. they're, they're, it's always it's always filled with like some sort of regret or yeah. just kind of yeah. emptiness yeah I didn't necessarily read it, but yes, normally I could see no, everyone. No, no, not you guys, because yeah. you guys left. But I'm saying, yeah. like, people who, like, they drink or they they'll yeah, do drugs and, in, that, in that capacity. And imagine how they felt to do their own LSD and stuff like that, bro. Yeah, yeah but I, I feel like it's like one of those things where, like, you feel regret the next day. But then when you feel it again, that you feel, you feel that fullness again and then... The, the next time you go home, like the second time you you experience it and you go home, you don't feel as much guilt. Yeah. And then so on and so forth until the guilt just, just completely goes away. You numb yourself to it. Interesting. Think think about it, right? When you when you when you the people who you know who commit commit zina, right? We we, we know zina is one of the like things that like one of the worst things you can do Islamically, right? I can promise you, anybody who committed zina first time, they were guilty. But now they do it on a normal basis without feeling guilt. It's just because, like, once Shaitan gets the whole whole of it, he it's like hard to break out. It's he hard to he, break through. he makes you rationalize everything until you when the rationale becomes the norm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. It's 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 once it gets a hold of you. It's hard to shake that off, because it, it's not even just with something as as far as like clubbing or like like zina or anything like that, but even just things with like like greed and and yeah. gluttony even and yeah, just everyday and everyday things like that too. Let's take this on an extremely deep deeper level. When people are feeling this sort of way that they don't normally feel, the question is why don't they normally feel it? And then you bring it back because they don't know the presence of God. But they witness the presence of shaitan. So they know some type of presence. But when they go back to their Christianity faith, and I'm talking about majority Christians, I'm not talking about all Christians. Some Christians are very strong in their belief and they feel very strongly towards it. But the people who don't fully believe in it, they don't feel that satisfaction of having the presence of God be in their life. And they basically, they have that absence of good. And so the only thing that could fill them up is that, is that evil. And then think about it. It's harder to even feel the goodness for these Christians, especially. We're living in a Christian country. I'm talking about Christians here. When they are told to believe in a human being as a God. It's, 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 anything is possible. Very, being very honest with you. If God can be a human being, anything is possible in that sense. No matter what you do, it's not crazy. It's not out of your mind crazy. If a God can be a human, that... Endless, en endless limitations to this world, in 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 a negative sense. It's crazy. Yeah, really, really, really fascinating concept. Um, not one that I obviously like agree with, but it's it's just 
it's interesting what part don't you agree with just the fact that there is a human who has powers like this it just it versus like versus like in islam wait i'm sorry did you agree with do you disagree with the christianity oh okay okay uh because it's 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 them having a belief that there's a person who is a god versus and say in islam there's it's a a being yeah right it's easier to to in my maybe just because i'm biased because i'm obviously muslim but it's easier for me to believe that there's like a being out there whether or not even if i wasn't like even 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 there's a time in my life where i wasn't super religious right like i i would say i I didn't become religious until until at least freshman year of college right i was muslim but only because i was born in a muslim household yeah by name yeah right and it's i but i always believed that there was like a being yeah right but i've never once been like i wonder if it's a person or you know something that you wouldn't what that uh, I never believed that it was like a person or someone yeah. who resembles, yeah. you know, a human. In, in all honesty, I don't want to say they've been brainwashed, but they've... Like, me, all, all of us believe that nothing is impossible to Allah SWT. Yeah. So... They've taken that concept and ran with it. <laughs> and they've mm-hmm. taken it because, like, when you because it, it's it's beyond rationale, right? And we Islamic, we have nothing beyond rationale. Like, but like they they say, well, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's God. God can do anything. You believe that too, right? God can do anything. It's like this weird ca- like catch-all thing of mm-hmm. like it, it can he can do anything. Yeah, like it's uh like. Kind of a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. But God can do anything. Yeah. For me, the hardest concept to believe, and that I don't know how how anyone can believe it, is the fact that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made us human beings in a certain way. That number one, we're we're filled with flaws. We can't be perfect because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Subhanallah, we we praise His, His perfection. Us as human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, notice this, notice this. Every human being lets out waste. They urinate, they, was it defecate? Yeah. They defe- mm-hmm. defecates, they poop, whatever, you know? <laughs> what is that? That's filth. That's filth coming out of your body. Mm-hmm. For me, the hardest to believe is that they believe that Jesus is God, or even the Son of God, whatever it may be. Both. 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 That God has this filth coming out of himself. Yeah. But yeah, but my point was basically that if if okay. people yeah, yeah, yeah. are in this belief system of that that God can be human, yeah. the statue and everything is not too far fetched. The statue that can bring you power, this evil thing that I witnessed over there, is not too far fetched. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. No no no. I, I like how you connected all that together. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It, it it for them it opens up so much yeah but like in a in a really terrible way it opens up a physical world for them to worship God yeah and and that's why so many of them lack the kind of spiritual yeah. awareness or spiritual like you know strength to to, yeah. to think beyond that yeah because just which like you why, said it's which hard- is why which is why they're so susceptible to like to kind of this the, the dunya and like material things mm-hmm. and greed mm-hmm. and yep. and all that stuff 
Because there, there's no concept for them of a heaven or a hell or the afterlife or the, even the spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I like what Father was saying. Like, there's 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 these Christians who like, there's some some who 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 do worship. Yeah. Properly and 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 they, you know, do whatever they can. But other Christians who literally are like, oh well, I accept Jesus my Lord and Savior. All my sins are forgiven. I'm good, and that's, that's that's all they do. So for them, you can't really feel that fullness of that that Allah gives you if, if that's all you, you do. Nothing, but you say, I, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to heaven. So they, they don't feel that fullness. But when they see these shaitanic things and this this fullness from shaitan, they they latch onto because they feel full for the first time in their lives. Oh, that's a that's a, a really super, good point. Super, super good point. Super, super, super. Good. Oh, interesting. So because they don't have, they're not filling themselves with that good that you mentioned, and the absence of that, like you mentioned again, is the evil. Yeah, the, the, right? the evil comes in, and then they feel that fullness, and like they feel that guilt afterwards. They feel, but but it's like, yeah, but I felt full. How can it be bad if I, if my heart felt full? Exactly. It's an e it, it's an evil yeah. um, energy that's filling them. That, yeah. they're, they're, that's getting filled up in that void. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. There's there's there is one thing I want to talk to you about. Cause, yeah. Because I, I I I we we had a we had a conversation about this uh, briefly. Um, it was about skinwalkers and like oh dude. So, uh, which for those who don't know are like essentially like Native Americans. They believe in things like skinwalkers, right? Which are, is our equivalent to jinns. Uh, and skinwalkers are people who are things who kind of possess human bodies or or. or um, they pose as humans to entice people and like, you know, get them right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, and, and they pri primarily hide out in the woods, like in natural parks all around the U.S. Thousands of people go missing every year and are never ever found. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of natives and stuff like that believe that always be wary whenever you go to natural parks. Which like which is why I told you like hey if you're going solo again like be careful. Wow. I wanted to know if you, have you ever encountered anything weird other than the thing you mentioned with the statue. Not in the woods. I have inside an Airbnb that was in the middle of nowhere. Hold on, there. what? Yeah, it is not as creepy as Skinwalkers. I, I YouTube Skinwalkers. And I saw Did some you? images and Did I was you? like I'm not gonna watch it. Oh dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so scary. I've, I've I've been into an Airbnb where things were moved from its place. For example, me and Summer, we're sleeping in this Airbnb. We're very cautious of what's going on. She's a germaphobe, so she's really cautious about everything inside yeah. the room. In the morning, she wakes up, and a drawer is open inside the restroom that's right underneath the sink. And she, I, I went to the restroom. I saw it. Didn't even think about anything. I'm a guy. I don't really care about this stuff. I don't really question these things. She saw it and she's like, ew, why'd you, first of all, why'd you touch that? And then second of all, why'd you open that drawer? Now look at it, and it's not a, a drawer, a cabinet. It was full on, 100% open. I like, I didn't open that. And she looked at me, she's like, I didn't open that either. Who the hell opened it? The door's locked, everything is really weird. We kind of, she was a little freaked out, but I didn't really yeah. care. It was morning time. We passed on to it, whatever, no big deal. I had some smudge on my pants. I wiped it clean with a towel. I put the towel inside of a corner of the restroom. The corner of the restroom. Keep that in mind. We left the room and we came, Simra went back to wash her hands or something. And she called me. She said, hey, Frogs, come here. I go inside and I was up. She said, why did you throw the towel inside the sink? I look and then inside the sink was the same towel that I was rubbing myself with. On the, it was that I put it in the corner of the restroom. It's inside of the sink. 
And I looked at her, and I was you're going to hate to hear this, but I didn't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> she got the freak out of there, bro. Wait, did she believe you? She <laughs> <laughs> believed me. It was, a, oh, this, damn, yeah, it, was, it was pretty crazy. I went to the, the host of the Airbnb. I'm like, hey, you guys ever experienced this, uh, this paranormal stuff? You're like, no, but we experienced alien stuff. We're like, what? Wait, hold on. That's even weirder. Uh, that's even weirder. Oh, hold on. 